Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And one of the elements of our mastery is our ability to manifest and to really become a magnet for our dreams. And my guest today is here to share his secrets on this and how he's used them in his own life to do some incredible things. My guest is Jaffrey Oswald, and he is joining us from the beautiful sacred island of Bali. Welcome, Jaffrey. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. So happy to, to show up here. Yes, you sound like you're in the same room with us, and it's okay. uh, it's just uh, 6 o'clock in the morning your time, so yeah. we really appreciate your early rising to be with us mm. in this space. Mm. Yes. So we're going to talk a, a, a few things before we talk deep about manifesting. You are you were born and raised here in Colorado. I'm in Colorado now in the Boulder area, and you have literally um, taken your awakening experience into learning about yourself. So uh, let's start with your personal story. This is is touching because. Your awakening really was centered around the death of your father. Can you start with your process of how that really catapulted you into this spirituality, into this long journey that you're still on? Yeah, sure. I um chasing a uh, high school prom date that I fell in love with in uh in five years prior and um boy you know we were i was living over there for a while and um yeah we went out one night and with her friends and she introduced me to one of her friends who was really having a hard time and uh and all night long till about four in the morning i followed him around from bar to bar and that night I just chose to really be centered and just be with him because he kept saying all night long that he was going to kill himself. 
And I said, no, 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 you know, I have to talk to this guy. And I've never done this before. And uh, so all from bar to bar, we just, we went and just, and he just got more and more drunk and just kept going deep and deep down this dark hole of just wanting to do it. And, um, and uh, I just kept, you know, right by his side and just said, you know, this is, this is not something that you want to do. This is, this is not going to liberate you on any level. And, um, yeah, four in the morning, you can hear the gecko chiming in here. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> they they always, you know, confirm something, you know, when the other side is, is, is listening. And, um, so, so four in the morning, you know, I just said, you know, I just gave him a big hug and I said, you know, you know, it's going to be okay. You don't, you don't have to go through the suicide. And I went home and I got about, I don't know, 45 minutes of sleep before I got a phone call from the U.S. saying that my dad had committed suicide earlier. Just, yeah, right then. So it just, I've never done that before. I've never in my life tried to talk somebody out of suicide. And so I knew, I knew without a doubt that I was trying to communicate with my own dad across the planet and just, um, just sending him these waves of hope and uh, just reassurance that, you know, that life is good, that you're loved, that um, you can let go of negative thoughts and find some peace in your heart, that whatever it is that you're attached to in the outer world is not worth um, getting really negatively charged around or uh, depressed or whatever it is, you know, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And so this this led me on a very deep deep inner journey of questioning my my own life and um, everything really reality. I started questioning everything. What is reality? What is God? Who is God? What is who am I? And um, just wanted to get more access to understanding you know um, you know life and this connection that I had with my father and I had many, it was interesting because after the day after I found out this information, I, the radio played three of his favorite songs in a row in over in Norway. And I just, it was just so weird, you know, it was just like he was communicating to me constantly. And there was many other communications and dreams and communicated to me through the computer and a printout message that I never wrote. And it was just, so weird things just started happening a lot, and and so I just wanted to go deeper into exploring this connection, and um, led me to go to India, eventually, um, about a year and a half later. So I I went there and I met with a a man who his name was Papaji at the time, and he was surrounded by about 300 people, just sitting with him, and he would just tell stories. And wouldn't really answer your questions directly and just, um, just his presence, you know, was really powerful. And I didn't really know why I was there or what I was doing. It was just heard through the grapevine to go see this man. And, and, um, I had been meditating, you know, pretty, um, sincerely, deeply, continuously, consciously. I was into meditation. You could say like it was my religion to just sit and quiet the mind and I was doing this for about a year when I met him and um, there was just one moment after a couple weeks where he left the room and I stood up 
walked out of the room and this atomic bomb went off inside of me. And you can imagine how an atomic bomb would go off outside of you, how it just flattens everything around within a mile or two of its existence. And so this atomic bomb went off at the core of my being and it just flattened me. There was nothing of me left. There was no identity left. There was no attachment wow. to this idea of meanness, mm-hmm. whatever meanness is, this person, I, all these thoughts, these beliefs, I mean, whatever, whatever is attached to me was gone, completely gone. And there was such a deep silence. There was just like this. And I kept waiting for me to come back. And it didn't. And I was like, oh, no, what's going on, you know? And it was so profound, the silence, that uh, it went on for months and months. And when there's that level of silence inside of you, you actually start hearing everything else. And so I was listening to everybody else's noise in their heads and listening to the universe and what it was telling me and um, to my inner guidance and um, just really being able to pay attention to what's happening when the mind is not like a megaphone, you know, in the back row, just blah, 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 about everything about me and what do I, I need and me, me, me. And, you know, when that's gone, um, it's just, I don't know what they call it, Satori, Samadhi, whatever, but it's just like this amazing experience of seeing reality as it really is and hearing and feeling and being in touch with reality, which you can call it God or source or uh, higher intelligence or whatever. I mean, it's it's just this amazing, amazing, amazing experience of um, just bliss. Uh, there's no word that can describe it in any language. It's it's really beyond words because because that's yeah. If if there was a word to describe it, it would just it would always fall short. You know, it's just there's nothing there. So yeah, I just. I just started trying to describe it, actually, and, and writing about it and how to access it. And, um, you know, things started manifesting for me when I started to uh, really listen to what it was saying. And, and it started to say something like, uh, you know, how to raise your manifesting vibration, you know, which I the word manifesting vibration was a really key word for me. And. I started, okay, you know, there is a, there's a frequency that happens when we actually attract something instantly. And I was, I was very intrigued by, by the beings on the planet who could actually manifest things into their hands instantly. You could just watch it on film, um, mm-hmm. you know, or see it in person. And it was just like, wow, like these people have a, a mastery over manifesting and how do they do it? And it's their level of frequency and consciousness that they're living at. And, uh, so I started to write down these eight habits that the universe started flowing through me about how to raise your manifesting vibration. And then out came the manifesting manual. Um, a year later, I, I wrote it with my uh, my wife at the time. And we sat down every day, every day for an entire year without fail, one day at a time, just plugging in this information and getting the words in the highest frequency. So... I, you know, this manual is the backbone to manifesting. It's like going through manifesting university and it's, it's just 
I don't know. When I when I read it, it's just like wow. It just lifts lifts my brain into that consciousness instantly, and I I I know that it's written for me um, throughout my life, so that I can always have this as a, a foundation uh, for the highest frequencies of attraction. And it's just where it's written from. It's not really like, I mean, the techniques are amazing too, but it's like it's where it's written from. That consciousness was at the time of this awakening, which is in 1995. So there's there's so much energy in it that pulls you into that state just because it's written from that place. So it's um and it's rooted there at that time frame and that energy frame and that consciousness. So I, I mean, I've, I've got it translated, um, now into an audio book and, um, which is really exciting. If you can just listen to it in your car, wherever you're going. And, um, it's just, I just, I don't know. There's something about it that I love sharing this with people, this idea that, you know, we can just raise our frequency just through choosing different thoughts, just by choosing a different reality, just by choosing to, to see life from, um, you know, taking sort of like the horse blinders off and, um, you know, looking at life from a 360 degree angle and saying, wow, it is an infinite universe that is all around us right now in every direction. And, and I'm an infinite being, you know, I'm an infinite soul that's never going to die. I'm going to, sure, I'm going to change bodies. You know, this body's not going to last forever, but I'm going to continue. And, so infinite universe, infinite time, infinite being, infinite energy, infinite intelligence. There's this infinite creativity. Um, there's just, there's this, all of this infinity around us. And so it's like when we open to that, the reality, which is, this is the way it is. You don't have to imagine it even. You just have to surrender to what is here. Um, and get the mind out of the way really is the, is the key is just dropping the mind and just coming back to what actually is here now. And when that happens, it's, it's like a miracle. It's, it's like you actually come home to the truth of who you are. And from that place, the most amazing things start showing up and, you know, the real you starts showing up and this magical, amazing, beautiful life that you're here to live start showing up and the most incredible people, you know, they start coming through. They, they're already around you, but maybe you're not really hearing or seeing their beauty and their amazingness because the blinders are still on and the, the mind is still in the way, you know, <laughs> making judgments about others and yourself and not seeing the perfection in everything and everyone, including, you know, everything we get through the the informational highway of the media and Google and Facebook and all these, these forums where we're just plugged in constantly. And, um, and I think it's, you know, it's a, it's an amazing time for us to really, to, to realize how powerful we actually are and how, yeah, how, how much we are actually the authority of our reality and this is something that I I really want to drive home with people is that there's nobody that's a higher authority than you in in existence. 
that that you are actually the one who is creating the entire reality of your universe that you're experiencing and every element of it and that you're the foundation of your entire reality in and every every millisecond so it's just like if you really come down to this second of your life it's like okay i'm creating my life from this moment and what am i creating you know and really ask yourself what what am i creating right now you know where is my mind directed and it's generally it's directed on where it was going you know 10 minutes ago or you know 10 days ago there's a flow that you're in the river of your life but there's also this conscious awareness that says hey i can jump out of this boat and i can just do anything i can jump on top of this you know this light ship or this river raft or jump on the mountain or jump on an airplane i can do anything i don't have to just be stuck in the same flow you know i have the the conscious free will to imagine anything i want to imagine so there's that element so so we're we're playing with two different parts here we're playing with the conditioning from this whole life from the beginning you were born and all your parents beliefs and grandparents beliefs and all their belief systems are, are installed in your software and your hardware and then you've got this absolute free being who can imagine anything there's nothing that it can't imagine that can create anything at will and it's like those these two opposite parts are coexisting and they're playing with each other in every moment and this is the dance of life is these apparent opposites which are really complementary energies they can't exist without each other like we can't have predestination without you know this free will and so they're always they're always interacting in every moment of our reality and so this is this is about coming onto what I call the the third side of the coin this is the edge where heads and tails meet in the very middle and to balance on this edge of this moment is mastery and it's so simple it's a zen approach to life it's about just like lasering in your whole entire essence your entity the, the entity that you are this being that you are to lasering it in into this moment and just completely obliterating your past and your future so much that it it doesn't hold any ground and this is where free will this this free being comes in where you completely let go of everything in your past and saying that it has no pull on me you know even though it does and it always will but there's a part of you that can say it doesn't i'm completely free i'm absolutely free from everything in my past and i forgive everyone i love everyone it's all perfect i let it go and you're doing this as a self-loving prophecy for yourself to just saying i want to be free and you have to want freedom more than anything you have to want freedom more than any of your ego's desires you know uh everything that you're striving to attain in this physical 3D world it's like okay that's wonderful but are you free in this moment are you truly free to manifest anything you want in in this moment of your life to experience it right now and it's it's powerful you know when we really let go of our past we we let go of everything that's hooked into us and we come back to this place of uh like true reverence 
for this divine being that we are that is it is pulled by you know all these wonderful beliefs and habits from our parents and grandparents and school systems and mm-hmm. and it's you know and we're constantly being programmed by the media and it's a, it's a it's a perpetual process of deprogramming and mm-hmm. and and you can fight with it all your entire life and just try to keep pulling out of it or you can just completely let it all go in an instant and this is this is what where the my website enlightened beings was formed was through this realization that it all, it all dissolves in one instant and if you're struggling and striving to get out of it it's that's not what enlightenment is about enlightenment happens at the speed of light it's so fast that it it you know it's like this atomic bomb that went off inside it just poof it's just gone and this idea of you is gone and this is really what enlightenment is about is when this attachment to you the idea of you like you the real you the soul it never ever ever dies you can't get rid of it but this idea of the soul this idea of you all these ideas those those can you know you can play with those those don't have any real roots they're just thoughts and thoughts are like clouds in a vast vast empty sky you know so they don't re- they they fade you know and they can dissolve instantly when you really you move through them you move into them and i think that's maybe where the rain and the rainbows come from is you know when we really allow the tears to fall you know from our past and we really go through the emotional process of feeling into what it is we're really letting go of and maybe saying no to so that we can say yes to ourselves in this greater freedom of loving ourselves in this moment of our lives and really letting go of all sorts of habits of beliefs and things we're attached to like um you know ways that we we think that we were raised as a child and think you know it was always this way and and then you know we realize later we forgot about those those sweet little beautiful times where it actually was completely you know the opposite mm-hmm. so yeah well, it's really, I loved what you said there because it's really the control over our mind, steering our consciousness. We are raising our frequencies by really paying attention to those thoughts, moving out the BS, those belief systems, the programs that you spoke about. Those literally are what get in our own way. So I love there that you explained what it really means to surrender to to what's here, to just let it go and to be that wildly imaginative being and um, dream really big. Mm. So, you know, for those who are, you know, what we see a lot of, <clears throat> there's some belief systems that when we get into the spiritual work or the healing arena or and even the ufo crowd i I know there's a trend there um where it's almost taboo to charge a fee for something and so Mm. where a lot of people are really wanting to step into this 
role that they feel their mission is on the healing front, can you share some advice for what the mindset would be, what the the vibration, the phrases that we tell ourselves to keep the resonance, the frequency high so that we can be this manifester? It really comes back to the self-love, but I wondered if you might have something more specific. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that you already are a manifesting magnet, like by nature, like your, your beingness is already uh, like the sun, like you're, you're naturally going to attract whatever it is you focus on. So if you're focusing on what you don't want, you attract more of that, focus on what you want, then you attract more of that. So it's just, it's just about what your attention goes to. And so you can't change that. You can't turn that off. This is just the way life is. And so you, you're a super powerful manifesting magnet already, but it's, the, it's like, what are you focusing your mind on? And these are just, this is all through awareness. So it's, it's like, how aware are you of where your mind is going, you know, 24 hours a day? Mm-hmm. And, and that awareness is really where the, the boat gets steered. It's like your hand is on the rudder and you say, okay, I'm aware that this is a really negative thought right now. And, and, and when you're aware of that, then you're not actually in it. You're not stuck in it. You're just aware of it. Okay. I have a negative thought. And then the mind goes to a positive thought. Okay. Wow. This is a beautiful positive thought. And so with that awareness, you're, you're not caught in thought. And that's, that's the thing is, is finding the third side of the coin because most, most of the, I'd say at the alternative self-help spiritualized world, they're always about, you know, let's focus only on the positive. And that's not going to bring out full mastery. You know, full mastery comes from finding peace with the negative and finding peace with the positive as well. And so it's, it's about finding this sort of this yin-yang balance of there is the black and the white and the white and the black. There's always this balance that's here. And when we find that balance within us, then the mastery steps in. It's like it just takes over us. And we realize that we actually are the master of the mind and that the mind is not the master of us. And and so it's just a, through awareness that we can master the mind. It's not that we... Because the, the more positive thoughts you try to push upon the mind then it's like you're piling up more positive belief systems, which is wonderful. And you may manifest wonderful, beautiful things in this world, but you won't necessarily have deep, deep, deep inner peace. You know, you may have all the abundance, all the love, all this, but your mind is still going to want to pile up more positive things. And that can be a trap, you know. And I found that it's more about balance. It's more about mastering the attachments of the ego on top of belief systems and the mind. And it's like, how can you step away from the mind completely? How can you, how can you transcend the mind completely so that, you know, these belief systems have nothing to do with your reality at all? Like where we really we're transcendent of them. And that's, that's real mastery. And and it's like, I've had an experience of this, you know, in my early twenties where, I mean, it was, it was a time in my life where absolute magic, like 
like I had ability to to truly talk to the universe and things and it would respond constantly. There was no and it still does to this day, but it's like there's a lot of conditioning that has kind of come back in from that point. And that's what I'm working with. I'm still, you know, working out whatever karma that my soul came here to move through and and um and whatnot. But it's like I know that the more that I get attached to my belief systems and to pushing in a new belief system on top of an old one, it's like it's just it's just adding in, you know, extra layers of cake on on top of the next cake and then it just gets really thick. And it's not it's not going to be completely clear. Like the clarity comes from emptiness, from emptying out the mind and all of its belief systems, like just true emptiness. And from that place, we naturally open up our real power. Like our true power comes from stillness, from silence, from from deep um, release of all sorts of whatever we're attached to, whatever, you know, and it's like, well, how do you do that? People ask me all the time, like, how do you, how do you let go? How do you surrender? And it, you know, it's like, well, who's, who's surrendering? You know, who are you? You know, what Mm -hmm. are you, you know, and, and keep asking that question, you know, do you, do you think that you are this body and do you think you're this mind? Do you think that you're this, all this stuff, you know, who really are you? And, and and when you surrender, what's that feel like? What's that like for your body to surrender? It might be scary at first, it might be liberating. I mean, it's up to you really what you what you allow in and also like it's allow it's a, it's about that part of you that you know, that doesn't allow something. And that's where we grow, is when we find the darkness, when we meet the darkness inside of ourselves. That's where the real growth happens and it's 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 really important I find to to welcome the negative just as much as the positive. You know, what we see as negative isn't a hundred percent negative. And that's the that's the beauty of life, is that, you know, life is benevolent. God is benevolent and this universe has this divine intelligence in everything. Even the most negative things that we think are completely evil, there's a little bit of good that always comes out of it. Um maybe down the road but, you know, maybe in the moment we don't see it. So it's like we just have to accept the fact that um, the universe is perfect and mm-hmm. everything is happening, unfolding in this divine perfection. And, um, yeah, we can just enjoy the ride. We don't have to struggle <laughs> and suffer mm-hmm. so much as we were told that we should. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it really does come down to the programming and the conditioning and even the ancestral ties. Uh, It was interesting. My husband was finding all these old photographs of his family generations before anyone would ever know who was who. And he was not understanding why you would ever need to clear something from your ancestors. And I was Mm -hmm. trying to explain it to him. But I love what you said there that, yes, these, those belief systems, those even cellular memories of the ancestors, of any fear that they went through, all of that, it does get carried on through the genetics of who we are. 
So it's even in the body. But I love what you say about being in an awareness of where your thoughts are always, mastering the attachment of the ego, and to empty the mind, transcend the mind. This is really very yogi-like. And, you know, some of the great manifestors that we see are those yogis where Babaji, well, not Babaji, but uh, Sai Baba, he would be able to manifest. There's a few videos of him doing that. And so even the great masters of the Far East, it's always this deep connection inward where it is such a self-love. It's almost a mind of God that we are raising our frequency to. Yeah. And and again, I just want to emphasize that it's it's when it really comes down to it, it's not like anything you have to do. It's not a doing. It's it's more of an undoing. It's more like unraveling all the knots mm-hmm. that are we're tied up in knots, and it's unraveling ourselves and coming back to our true essence, which is already the God source. Like you can't escape from it. It's just your natural state. And the more that you can just come back to the stillness and silence, the more that this energy will flow through you. And what I've been opening up to in the last few years is this deep, deep connection with my own kundalini, which the kundalini is the energy that runs from the base of your spine, you know, up to the top of your head and opens your heart to this divinity, this this blissful, blissful state. And... You know, it's working with the sexual energy, the sensual energy about opening your heart to something that I would call like an orgasm. It's like the closest energy. And and so we're given this deep sexuality, sensuality naturally from birth as a way to, it's like a doorway, it's like a bridge to reach this bliss, blissful state and it's like, you know, the tantric path opens this door and is a highway to the enlightened state eventually when you when the ego dissolves in this bliss. It's like there's there is true surrender. And it's it's effortless. It's it's, it's our natural um process really to go through as we become more adult in our emotional and mental way of of interacting with others. We we open up this kundalini channel um, naturally. It just happens um, when we start going inside of ourselves. And the energy is, I would call it like, you know, a thousand watts of energy that goes to your system. And it just, it, it really obliterates all of the belief systems that try to get attached. You know, it just, they can't attach when you're in a blissful state, when you're in an orgasmic state, like, it just feels very, there's so much electricity going through your body that nothing can really stick to you. And and this has moved, this kundalini has moved through the breath, through opening up your channel. Um, and getting to this place, you know, happens through, like, letting go of every every thought that anybody has over you. Like, so you walk out into, you know, a group or a crowd of people and you realize that, that that their thoughts don't impact you at all. Like you, 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 you pull yourself into the very core center of your being and you realize that this is, 
this is all, you know, me on some level. And it's all not me on another level. It's, it's like we're all one. And yet there's also this separate idea that's always there that I'm separate. So it always comes back to this third side of the coin. You know, there's always two realities playing as complementaries in, in life. It's like we are separate and we're all one. You know, that's, you can't fight with that. Like that's, that's the biggest truth that those are always happening. And um, the more that you do fight with it and you just, you know, say we are one, we are one, we're not separate. Then you, 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 you miss it. You miss the, the bliss. And the bliss is this deep relaxation into the truth. And the truth is the third side of the coin. It's the, it's the side that says, yeah, it's an infinite universe. Everything is, you know, everything exists, the good, the bad, and both. They, everything exists. It's always both. And so it's this, it's this deep, deep relaxation into the both that is always present. And from that place, it's like, wow, we can really, really wake up. And you really know it. It's a it's a full body experience. It's like I'm fucking waking up. Like I'm really waking up. I, everything is changing around me. I can see like the reality changes through my eyes, and people look different, and I can see auras, and I can communicate with animals, and things things like this. It's like you you start actually experiencing life. It's completely completely different. And uh, nobody can tell you otherwise. Nobody can say that you're not waking up. It's just, you just know it so deeply. And it's not like, oh, well, I did this course and now I'm waking up. No, it's like, no, like I've, I've really, I have a physical experience of it that's, that can't be denied. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this, this all happens on its own. It's not something that we do necessarily. It's something that happens through us when we, sort of prepare the ground and that's 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 what all of this material that I've created it, it just it just prepares the ground so that the plant can give root and seed and sprout on its own and um you know it's just like okay you just have to till the soil fertilize it give it water sunshine and you you start to see that it just happens on its own and um that's the beauty of it is that you're not in control even though you are, you're not. And there's something much, much bigger that is running through us. The universal life force is going through us. And it's, it's a total mystery. Like the mind doesn't like these kind of thoughts or answers. The mind is going to like, no, 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 I'm in control of my life. I'm totally in control. But mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, there's a deeper truth. The mystery of life is, is what we're here to live. You know, we're not here to, to gain absolute control over the mystery we're here to enjoy the mystery and live the mystery and to be the mystery and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it is that we learn how to let go of this this me that is so full of fear and needs to be in control because control really is it's a, it's it's pretty much a fear-based tactic on approach to life if you're coming from trust which is the opposite of fear you don't you don't have to be in control. You know, it actually feels quite contractive to try to be in control. It's much more enjoyable for the body and the mind to just be in trust. And yes. You know. <laughs> so, so it's like that's, that's the higher frequency. It's the one that feels more blissful. 
And your body doesn't lie. You just listen to your body. You know, if you live in trust 24 hours a day, you're going to feel pretty good by the end of the week. <laughs> you're going to be like yeah. smiling from ear to ear. There you go. I know so many of us, I mean, we can be challenged in our life to trust our intuition and then be challenged when we realize, oh, my goodness, I should have listened to my intuition. But (laughs) it feels just listening to you say that, letting go of the control and being in the trust, because this comes back to our inner knowingness as well. Mm. We deep inside of us, we do know, we do know what we know. And we know the good, we know what light is, we know what dark is, we know what we know, um, whether or not we have belief systems that get us out of our own way so we can really uh, trust that, that's, that's an issue. So isn't it interesting when we enjoy the mystery, because that right there, it's a reminder for anyone going through a challenge We have some questions coming in from our listeners, and some say, I have debt. Others say, are you saying that I really create a family who strongly dislikes me? So this comes back to, again, things that we're holding on to and the control. So um, share with us something about relationships, um, because... If we're having strife in relationships or we're we're believing that some family members don't like us, then this is an incredible opportunity if we look at it from the right perspective. Mm, yeah. Well, relationships come down to one thing, really, and that is the world is your mirror. There's a reflection of the the greater self, the big S self. So the self that is without boundaries, uh, the self that is not just in your body, but is in everybody, the, the oneness self. And so it comes down to realizing that this is your real self, the, the self. And, and I call real, real is that which doesn't change. And so when you come down to the real self, you see that, you know, everyone is reflecting different aspects of you. And if you don't like what they're reflecting, then you're not liking these different parts of you. You're not wanting to see them. You're not embracing them. You're not saying yes to them. You're avoiding them, um, denying them. There's a conflict inside of you that says, this is not me. And, you know, when we get to the place where we can be like, it's it's all me. Everything is me. It's a, It's a reflection of the greater me. And I can accept, you know, the good and bad in everyone. Then then we become at peace, like really deeply at peace with everyone. And this is, this is what it's really about. It's, it's, this is mastery of relationship is, is just absolutely accepting where people are at and what they're reflecting back to you. And, you know, of course it's, it's all about them. If they're angry at you, it's all about them. It has nothing really to do with you. You may, you sure you may also have a part of yourself that is angry at you that they're just mirroring that back to you. But, but you can't really take it personally if they're if they're venting at you and, and blaming you and all that. It's like there could be a, a more a loving way to relate this information. And so, you know, it's it's a play. You know, this is the mystery is that there's there's always these three sides of the coin that are playing out. It's their side, your side, and then the meeting of the two. 
And it's in this meeting that, you know, you call it a relationship, that we're, we're dancing together. And it's falling into that intimacy in the relationship, in the relating, that the play gets really, really fun and exciting and and deep and dark and, and, and challenging. And it's like there's so much of your shit that comes up from the deep roots, from, from deep inside you when you really get intimate with another human being and you, you lose yourself in the, the loving relationship. You let go of, um, you know, putting, putting up shields and walls and protecting yourself from getting, um, you know, letting them in into your heart. And, and this is the, this is the danger, you know, of love. And, and, you know, Osho is one of my favorite teachers. He always says that, you know, love is the most dangerous thing in this universe. And it, and it's, it's a beautiful danger. It's, it's like love allows us to truly let go of control. It truly obliterates the ego from always trying to be in control and to, to hide, to protect, to control, micromanage. It, it just, love really tears down all of our boundaries and walls and really puts us in this place of, of true surrender. And, um, it's beautiful. And that's why, we do fall in love and that's why there's, you know, most of the songs that are written and sung on the radio are about love because it's such an attractive force to, to really help us to liberate ourselves from the ego and the attachment that we have to this ego. It's so deep. We don't even realize how deeply attached we are to it. And uh, so that's the beauty of, of, you know, having other people that we open up to in intimacy and it could, could be there's all sorts of different levels of intimacy that you can up to, open up to with you know men women and family members and um, intimate loving relationships sexual relationships i mean there's all sorts of different levels of intimacy to create and this is what i what i say is is, is the, the key really to relationships is 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 owning your intimacy is is finding that place inside of you where you say yes this is my edge where i'm you know still holding back and i'm still putting all the blame on them saying that you know they're doing this to me and and i'm the victim and they're the perpetrator and you know it's like no 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 i'm i'm creating this all by me not being more vulnerable more intimate more more open and surrendered to seeing the mirror and how they're just reflecting a part of myself that I'm in denial of and, and owning it. So it's pretty big, you know, when we really, we own our stuff, when we just say, it is all about me. And, you know, my debt, my financial debt, these are my decisions that I made. This is, this is something that I inherited and chose to inherit and decided to walk this path from whatever my father did or my mother or whoever did. You know, I'm like, okay, this is their belief system and relationship with money that I inherited. And you can see it. You can trace it back always to someone in your past. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's beautiful when we can realize that. And then we can step out of it. You know, once we realize it, then you're free. It's just when you keep fighting it and you're like, you want to be right. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and that's part of the play, too, is, you know, like when the seed is planted right next to a bunch of rocks it it only has one real direction to grow you know and that's up it 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 can't grow you know the roots don't go very deep when there's just rocks around it but eventually it finds its way so it's 
It's like when they when you are put in a really hard, hard place in your life, it's like you are forced, so forced to grow in a higher dimension. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful when we really hit a hard place hmm. because we just we have only one direction to go. And hmm. um Yeah. Comforting. Thank you. That's a beautiful reminder. I know we've had some um shows with some women who've just had really horrendous childhoods and that is where they found their greatest power and they really mm. stepped into who they were. So that's beautiful. Thanks for that reminder. Mm. And so I hope this helps Doreen who shares uh, that she's just in that place right now herself. She's got a gnawing ache inside. She hears a voice repeating, just die. You don't belong you're not good enough, you'll be better off. And she says it's very painful to be here. But I, I hope your words have been comforting to her. And I'll give you a moment just to speak more to her. Okay. And she's not on the phone, but we'll go to our phone line for some other callers in a moment. So, um, so Doreen, she also says she feels bad about your dad. And her brother also took his life. So again, we were talking about ancestral clearings. And so this is part of the programming and cellular memory within her. But she's at a good point because here she's in this spot, but she can turn it and raise mm. that vibration. Yeah, there's something that I recently came across I call the ultimate suicide and this is the suicide of the ego. Okay, this is this is the real death that wants to happen. And so when we have these thoughts of I want to die, it's not the physical body that wants to die. The physical body keeps regenerating cells to live and you know the heart keeps pumping. The the, the body wants to live. But the the ego is so full of, you know, distraught or negativity that it, it it's trying to die. And so it needs to go through a death. Like you need to go to your own funeral and imagine that like you're at your own funeral and go through a maybe four hour process of something like this where you really feel that you're gone, that your life is over and, and grieve over it. And as if you actually did commit physical suicide and go through that imaginary experience um, and physically feel it, feel it, feel it in your body, what it's like that you're not there. You know, that you're not part of this world anymore. And when you actually go through that experience, you know, the, the ego, something happens that's pretty magical. It, it starts to loosen its grip on the negativity that it's so hard, it's so clinging to with such tight fists. You know, like, it can't let go. And this is the ultimate suicide is, is when we really let go on such a deep level because it's an emotional release. It's just this, deep deep visceral feeling in the body where it's just like okay i'm i'm it's over and there's a relief you know it's over oh, great your life's done it's over and how do you feel you know you know a party is like well i feel really relieved and i feel really sad because i could have maybe done it differently or maybe i could have you know taken some inspired action instead of you know, playing the victim game again and again and again. So there's there's always going to be sort of a mixed bag of feelings 
whenever we're approached with this, you know, I don't know, this challenge of the ego trying to rise above its problems. But through the ultimate suicide, it's like we come back to silence. And this is this is the secret. This is the golden, golden, golden secret is to mm-hmm. drop into that ultimate silent place inside of us that, um, yeah, that there's nothing. There's absolutely nothingness. It's like, you're dead. It's over. It's done. Game over. <laughs> you know, all, all, everything points to zero. You know, there's no more debt. <laughs> there's no more positive or negative debt. It's like, there's nothing. And in that nothingness is our freedom. And, and so it's like the masters of this universe, they, they live in the moment. And so there's no, there's no debt from the past. They have no clinging to the past. And there's no pushing into the future. So it's like they are at a zero. You know, this is the the still point. This is the, the point of mastery is when you've annihilated the future and the past. And this is, and this is actually, it's ironic, but this is how you actually get in touch with the fullness of the future and the past. Like the energy that's in the future and the past is you're in this moment so fully that you truly embody your entire life everything that you've experienced so far you you embody it in a way where you can you can be there's a fullness of yourself that happens instead of like a a negative a negativeness or an emptiness that's negative so there's there's kind of two points here there's the positive negative emptiness i mean i'm sorry there's a there's an there's a negative emptiness and there's a positive emptiness so there's two states of emptiness And we can, you know, in the West, we were never taught about positive emptiness. We were only taught that emptiness is negative. And and so this is learning about the Eastern philosophy, which says, yeah, emptiness is a positive state as well. And uh, it's beautiful, you know, when you mix those two states of emptiness, there's a, I don't know, you can call it enlightenment or whatever, but it's, it's a place where if you can meditate on that for, you know, 48 minutes, you will completely dissolve into a, a place of, you know, divinity, finding your divinity again. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's the it's the ego that's always struggling to get away from emptiness, and uh, mm-hmm. not really realizing that emptiness is an extremely full state. It's a it's a fullness that we're full of the universe. We're feeling the the vast, vast positive emptiness of this universe that allows for everything to manifest. It allows for the good and bad to play out on stage. And it's a state of allowing is really what this positive emptiness is. Is you're just allowing everything to unfold in whatever way it needs to. And you're just getting out of the way. You know, you're just trusting. And this is what, uh, you know, joy is really a deep, deep peace and joy comes from is just like getting out of the way and just you just naturally start smiling, you know, when you um, stop always (laughs) trying to micromanage life and just let life unfold in its magic. Yes, going with the flow and we can tell when we're in it. Because things fall into place, synchronicity, and there's no need to force. 
Just allow it to unfold. Beautiful. And when you were talking there, it came to mind in Peru and Mexico, the Aztec and Mayan art. They have statues, and there's one where the the being is holding his head in his hands. His head is chopped off from his body because he's holding his head in his hands. Mm. And that is what you were talking about to really, you know, you have to, you have to almost die to become this new being or this new awareness of yourself. Yeah. And it is a death, you know, it's like the, the soul doesn't die, but you know, it's this idea of who we are that needs to die. Mm. It's always about mm-hmm. the mind. <laughs> Every everything's an emanation of the mind. You know. <laughs> mm. Well, speaking of the mind, you have a beautiful program that allows people to really get into this manifesting mind. Talk mm. a little bit about this, and then we'll we'll take one caller. Well, there's manifesting meditations that I've created that help people to get into the manifesting mindset. Um, because when we're in this positive manifesting mindset, we tend to attract positive things, whether it's I have four money meditations that help you to raise your money frequency, your financial frequency, so you can attract more abundance. When you start to feel more abundant, you start to think more abundantly, then you start to manifest that in the physical world. And this helps, you know, this is like, you know, we've swung so far into debt that we need something to pull us out. And so this is like the anchor that pulls you back to safety and to shore and to just like, okay, I can lock into abundance and it will pull you out. And it takes generally like three to six weeks to just really switch the chemistry, the, the chemicals in the brain from poverty consciousness to abundance consciousness. And once you listen to these meditations over and over and over, you start just think and feel them throughout the day and then all of a sudden they sort of take over on their own and then your your mind just um yeah it starts to have this abundance thinking and this is what i found you know where it, it's it can help you to find mastery you know because it's it's one of the hardest things is trying to master life when you you know have so much fear and you know the debts and and a lot of people fight with money and they fight with relationships. So those are the two big ones. And, um, you know, the other meditations, they, they focus more on the spiritual context, helping you to, to go deeper into your, your essence, um, to master the Kundalini. There's a meditation for awakening Samadhi, which is this higher state of consciousness. Uh, there's one for manifesting your soulmate. There's uh, one for healing your mind and body. So there's, there's so many different levels that we need to work on to, to find mastery. And it's just the program, um, you know, has something that's for you, for whatever part of your life that you're struggling with. There is a meditation for that. And, um, and there's five e-books and there's two e-courses and there's videos. You can watch me and uh, listen to, you know, what it is that I'm pointing you towards. And, and that pointing is always going to, to bring you back home. You know, my 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 focus is to bring you home to your mastery, to your real self. And um yeah, it's it's a it's a little manifesting university, you could call it, of information and it, it'll take some time to just really 
um, to unwire, to rewire yourself, to unwind all the old programming. But I give you, you know, I would say within 90 days, 90 days or less is really like for the worst, worst, worst case scenario, for the most challenged mind and emotional depressed, you know, suicidal mind within less than 90 days, you will have completely rewired yourself doing this program and listening to these meditations. So it's, it's really powerful and it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's not going to cost you, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. This is, a, this is something that's, a, it's a minor investment into, you know, shape shifting your life, but it is about you, you know, choosing to utilize it and practice it. So, um, there is some self-discipline, you know, that's needed to, to attain mastery in this life. And without discipline, you can't have any freedom. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Well, that is available on the special offer button on this webpage. Mm. And I love it because it's really, you know, it's the shift out of poverty consciousness or victimhood into true mastery. And that comes into what is also known as wealth consciousness, saying the right things imagining the right things, going and reaching for the feelings of those things that we want. So thank you for that program, really the the rewiring of this whole system. Self-discipline is always good on this because you will see results. So even in my own life, when I got out of my own way, it was interesting to see that the the many layers that come up with this. Um, Yeah where we have to then let our money flow. So if, if, for example, a set income or reaching a financial goal is someone's objective, it's also learning about the flow of that currency and letting it go, right? Mm -hmm. So a number of lessons will come up as well. What do you have to say about that? Any of these, these additional lessons of flow? Because we can't cling or grip onto things that we manifest yeah i mean you know it really is about dropping into this place of not being attached to anything because at the end of life you have to let it all go anyway so it's like a process right your whole life of of letting go constantly letting go and um this is how we you know set ourselves free from the ego is you know, we just, we continuously let go. It's it's an everyday occurrence. And with money, you know, it's, well, it's just, it is like water. You know, it's currency. It's like a current of energy. And you just are flowing in it. And, you know, you spend it and you receive it. And it's just it's moving around you. And the more that you can, you know, play with it and not try to grab onto it. Because, like, you're trying to grab onto a river of water is ridiculous. You know, it's it's like sure you can divert it and, and store it up in these huge reservoirs and 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 yet they they kind of get stagnated if there's no flow through them. If you if you're not letting any of that energy out, letting new energy in, it, it stagnates. So it's not about you know just you know becoming a multimillionaire and having all these wonderful things surrounded you so that you you feel secure. You know, it's it's not about security. It's it's more about embracing your insecurity and really diving into that place where you are insecure 
and finding stillness there, finding peace in there. And from that place, then the the money situation, I find, naturally healed itself. Whatever your situation is with money, it it is always coming from this place of insecurity, um, whether pro- whatever problem you have with it. So that insecure place, um, whether, you know, it's just... That's the programming. Yeah. That's yeah. The, mm-hmm. That's the, the decades of programming the past lives that many, many have, right? Yeah. So liberating ourselves from that by mm-hmm. embracing that. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful reminders. Okay, let's go to our phone line. We have time for one caller, and we're going to Beverly Hills. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Elizabeth. Hi. Thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, I want you to help me uh, more for financial uh, uh, to go on and to have the right quality clients. I'm a healer myself, which uh, um, I went through a lot for the past 10 years. And I was unable uh, to to work as much. So if you can help, whatever, it's like everything is ready. But for some reason, I cannot move on or mm. to attract. I want to attract the right clients. I want to go to go into my niche and people just the right people who are waiting for me to help them, the ones who are quality, just to see me, just to come. Uh, only the right ones, quality ones to come. <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> because Elizabeth, I went through a lot before. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, the first thing is to unwind and rewire your brain around this idea of right and wrong clients. Okay. So the the secret is that every client is the right one. If you actually well, get because, a client, maybe because I was stabbed in the back uh, with the wrong ones, I'm scared. So you physically got stabbed by a client, or what? What are you saying? Uh, not physically, but uh, psychic. Uh, well, they did a lot. There were wrong people who they pretended that they needed help, but they were there to take my power. They uh-huh. were there to do things. Okay. So this is a very, very deep um, yeah. kind of twisted system that you've bought into in your mind. Okay. Yeah. And you might want to rewind the tape of your life and going back in time to someone or something who stabbed you or betrayed you in your past, maybe as you were a kid. And get to the root of this because yes, this, I this happened when you were young, right? Somebody betrayed you when you were young. Uh, they they were like far relatives, or there were people who, yeah, maybe they were into black magics, or they were trying to manipulate. And when usually you were they, young. yeah, and usually mm-hmm. they try to manipulate through my parents, my loved ones. Yeah. Okay. So you need to go back to that time frame in mm-hmm. when you were how old were you when this happened? 
I don't know if it's related to this, to the work, but I I already went there, like manipulation, like people who manipulated or did yeah. black magic. So so there's there's a fear inside of this little girl who has believed that there's something more powerful than her in the universe. That that black magic is more powerful than her own magic. No, no, no. They are not. Right? Pow- no, they are not. No. But the the thing that it puts fear is because they do it behind my back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm uh, I was busy, I didn't pay attention, or they did it through my loved ones. Yeah, yeah. Or they hypnotize. So, so, so you need to to really relax your body first. Okay, you need a you need like a two or three hour session here to deprogram yourself. Okay, to really relax your body around this fear of being stabbed in the back, and to really sit with all of these experiences that you've had throughout your life where I already do these things. I need someone to do with the energy work. Yeah. I don't know if you can do it now. Yeah. I mean, this is a really deep wound that you've got inside that has to, it's going to take some time to unravel because it's, it's, she's, she's still not taking your, there's a part of you that's, still doesn't see that you created all of this, that you're the creator of your entire reality and taking full responsibility for the way that you reacted. And as a child, you know, we don't see our power. We we kind of, you know, we're taught. No, do you know what it is? No, no. I always had my power. The thing is, when I knew something was wrong and my parents, Instead of acknowledging me and protecting me, they beat me up and they said, no, you don't dare to say that about them. Hmm. So how did that make what you feel? Funny thing instead. How did that make you it feel? feels horrible. It feels very bad. It feels like, oh, I'm wrong. I'm not yeah. right. Yeah. So, so when you drop into that space of that, that powerlessness, right? That's probably the same level of powerlessness that you're having dealing with mm-hmm. attracting these new clients today, right? That you want to attract the right ones and not the wrong ones. Like you're like, really afraid. I trust, I trust myself, but if, like, for example, my loved ones, maybe I was giving them benefit doubt or I didn't want to hurt them. So it was something like I had to accept what they say. Yeah. So if like you can to trust your, my will. Yeah. So if, if this is about learning how to be wrong about how right you are about about this whole thing, because a part of you is really fighting. It's yeah. really fighting. It's really in pain, and she just needs to to totally surrender and have a really really deep cry. For <laughs> maybe. No, the thing is. If I'm very willpower, I have good willpower. But the thing is, I don't want them to get hurt or like by me uh, not accepting what they say. It's like I don't want to hurt them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I let them. 
Yeah, you let them have more power than you as a way of loving like them. Going, yeah, like going against my own will. Yeah, so this is self-abuse. This is this is about forgiving yourself. So what is it that I need to learn here? Self-forgiveness. About? That you, that you gave away your power, that you let them have more power than you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so if you can take that in, like really deeply, and breathe it into your body right now, like what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. You'll notice that something shifts, something opens. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so just sit with that for, I'd say, at least 45 minutes after this call. To just don't get distracted by anything, but really sit and breathe into this self-forgiveness and saying, yeah, I did give away my power as a way of loving others, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to love them and empower them as they are and empower myself as I am. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. I appreciate And yeah. I really appreciate Lauren also. You have the best shows, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. And and don't worry about whether you're going to hurt their feelings or not, because when you yeah, take that's your the power, thing, you know. Yeah, when you take your power, you're going to come from a loving place. So that's what it's about. The thing is, if okay, the last kind of part. If I wasn't giving, I I was almost. I knew I my mom was going to die because she was forcing me. Like it was like forcing me. And if I wasn't accepting, she was going to die. Mm. So that's yeah. why I had to do it. Yeah, well, I can see. We, I think we would all respond the same way, you know, mm -hmm. to save mom. We would all do the same thing that you did. So you're not to blame. You're not at fault. You know, this is just about forgiving yourself, forgiving that little girl in you. Thank you. You know, that's the only chance, choice she had at the time, just being gentle with yourself again. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank you, both. I love you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you. We appreciate you, too. Well, this journey of our soul to truly remember who we are, come back to our sacred heart, Remove all of the belief systems, what I call BS, so that we can truly embody spirit. That's our journey here, and it always comes back to love and self-love and forgiveness mm. and gratitude. And so, Joffrey, thank you so much for this beautiful session tonight. As we say goodbye, are there anything, uh, any last comments that you'd like to offer our listeners tonight? Oh, well, I would say just, you know, being gentle with yourself on your own journey, you know, wherever you're headed in life, whether you have these really big goals or no goals at all, whatever your desires are in life, just, you know, treat yourself gently, kindly as you approach your life and as you live your life and, you know, always be kind to yourself as if you were just petting the most precious, smallest, you know, fuzzy little bunny, you know, just so delicate and so, you know, just with just the utmost tenderness, you know, treat yourself that way. And I think your life will unfold in the most empowering way. 
as a result of that practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, it reminds me of a dream recently where it was all so simple. What you're speaking about, it's this love and and it's so simple, not always so easy, but a beautiful journey to begin to take that path on. Mm-hmm. Joffrey Oswald, thank you so much. And share with us, you it's fascinating. You're on the very sacred island of Bali a remnant of Lemuria and the practices of Lemuria, but you are now headed to another part of Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. I'm moving to Thailand here next year, and I'm going to be living closer to the ocean, which is such a, a sacred thing for me to live next to the ocean, to, to have access to this water and this beautiful, I don't know, just I love nature so much. and it's so important to me to be closer instead of living in the in the city, which is where I've been the last four years, is living in this beautiful, amazing community. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm all, I always come back to Bali, of course, but I think the world has uh, other things to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting to think of Ubud as a city, but I guess in the 20 years since I've been there, it has grown into that. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> sure well, has. we wish you the best on your travels as you spread your light on this planet. And we thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience with our listeners today. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Mm. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Namaste. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we hope you enjoy. It's kind of a higher frequency, kind of a one that picks up steam. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers.